Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Matt Rossi, and this is the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, it's good to have you all here, as always. Um, we're doing a podcast about you know Blizzard's various games like we do every week, and we're really glad to have you. At the moment, I seem to be a cartoon blue wolf. If you're watching this stream, we're recording while we're doing this podcast. I'm a cartoon blue wolf. Anne is Alex. Alex is, I think, Adam, and Adam is a, an elf. So I think that's pretty much what we got going. Uh-huh. With me this week is, as usually the case, two magnificent, wonderful people. Uh, besides myself, I'm, I'm I'm also here. First off, let's introduce him because he helps make the show happen, and he's behind the scenes and does so much at Blizzard Watch. Um, Adam, what's going uh, on with you? Hi, um, I I am sitting here in my warrior, who looks like a different warrior, and is a blood elf. I don't know how that yeah. works. But I'm not really, sure either. Really, my warrior is a redheaded Irishman. Uh, and uh, that's what I'm doing right now. I have been playing my warrior in game though, uh, a fair amount actually. I have, I really am enjoying it for some reason. I haven't enjoyed it too much the last few expansions, but right now, at least in the leveling process, it's like, yeah, this is cool. I like this. Um, so maybe that'll continue. That'll be nice. Huh? Okay. Also mm-hmm. with us this week, as is usually the case. In fact, um, I think over the course of the times that we've done podcasts together, Anne has never missed a podcast. Ever, for any reason. Anne, this is true, right? Do you exist, Anne? I do, and I think so. I think that's correct. I think I think the few times that I couldn't be at a podcast, we just canceled the podcast. <laughs> right, she can't make it. Finding another host, which I never quite understood, but no, nope, I'm always here. Always. Also, I am no longer. I'm, I'm no longer the grumpy fishing lady. Uh, I'm back to being a ghost wolf now, with a bird on my head. Because ah, yeah, that's just how I roll. At one point, you were a go- you were a, a, a draenei lady with a octopus on her head, with a bird inside the octopus. The very strangest of traducans. Yeah, the the if you put on the tentacled hat when you've got the Pepe buff. The tentacle hat like eats Pepe, and he doesn't come back when you take that. Off. What if What if you have the tentacle hat on and then do the Pepe? I don't know. Does he eat the tentacle hat? I don't think so. I don't think he's that kind of bird. We should find out. Maybe someday, but not tonight. We have a podcast to do. We do. So, uh, <laughs> one of the things we usually do right about now is talk about some of the top stories around the uh, Blizzard universe, right? So. One of the big ones that came out today is the the announcement of the WoW token. Which yeah, is, you know, that's a big deal. Um, 
since to basically put it into you know the simplest of possible terms, the WoW token will be. It is not currently. It doesn't exist yet. They haven't patched it in. But the WoW token will be an item you can buy at the game store. You can buy this item for real money. You know, it, it will have a cost yet to be determined. And then you can put it up on the auction house. There will be a special tab on the auction house where you can just put this item. There will be an automatic default price for it, which is set up, I guess, by them. I don't understand how this works, so I'm sure one of these two can talk about it after I'm done. And basically someone can just come along and buy it with gold. And that way they can have game time using the gold, and you can make some gold and you know get it for a few extra bucks. So, do we know anything more about it yet? Like, they haven't announced when it's coming out, have they? They haven't announced when, but I do. I do want to say, I I'm in love with this idea for a lot of reasons. But one of the principal things that I've heard, and it's totally incorrect, is people claiming that this is going to wreck the economy, that this no. is going to destroy their. And I'm like, you guys, no. And so many, so many folks that are in multiple MMO and MMOs and knows know the this environment and this landscape well. They all point out this actually is going to strengthen the economy and equalize it to an extent that any sort of economic manipulation on Blizzard's part has been unable to do ever. If you look at other games like EVE Online, for instance, right, which has this thing called a Plex, which is essentially the same function as this, right, that that has with the introduction of that it more or less stabilized the economy because there is a certain amount of you know give and take and everything and that yes this amount of time is worth x amount of dollars out of game and vice versa and that leads immediately to a standard point of reference for economic transaction which means we're getting an actual valued currency in the game which is amazing thank you and Everything is going to be fine. The sky is not falling by any means. It will be the thing that makes the wild economy so much better. There was a, uh, there have always been an interesting point that was made a long time ago about this, actually, when they were first talking about it. Doing this does have one thing. It costs in-game gold now has a monetary value. Uh-huh. And that means it's taxable. Well, keep in mind, I'm not saying it will be taxed anytime soon. But once you've established this is worth this much money, it becomes taxable. I agree with that. So that's something that that's is, going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Right. I'm fascinated to see that. I agree from a purely philosophical standpoint it's taxable. From a realistic standpoint, it's not. In fact, I mean, the U.S. government's standard for taxation is above $600 in a, in a fiscal year. And somebody doing that in gold is... Darn, and actually making <laughs> that amount actually, is is not realistic. I know a lot of people who max out their gold. We, it depends on how much this time costs. Yeah, like but if, it, if it's fifty, if it's fifteen dollars for five thousand gold, and you've got a million gold, no, that doesn't make that doesn't mean that you're gonna that that gold is actually worth it. It's only worth it if you actually do some sort of real transaction with it. Otherwise, it's just a real transaction. But you're right. But if you sell it for for in-game time and then make money off that in-game time in other ways, then it is. But I'm like 90% sure Blizzard is going to have... I'm sure Blizzard doesn't want to be taxed. ...rules in place that prevent or explicitly prohibit the... The, uh, the transfer where it would become a taxable entity. I, I really well, I think that's one of the reasons. That. That's probably one of the reasons why this thing becomes soul bound once you buy it. Right. Once, right. You, once you buy the uh, WoW token with in-game gold, I mean, yeah. Once you buy it, it's soul bound. Once it, once you have it, it, 
you can't resell it. You can only yeah. sell this once. Right. There, there's so. a lot of people that are talking about how this is going to tank the economy. And I'm not sure why, because it's not creating gold. Well, here's not, the interesting thing. How is this fundamentally... is facilitating the exchange of gold that already exists between players that already have it. Do you guys or, remember the uh, pet that you could buy back before uh, the battle pets came in? You could sure. buy, like, and that didn't Guardian take the Cub. economy either. Well, it's, just, it's interesting because the Guardian Cub was pretty much this. You could buy it for real money, and you could put it up for like in-game currency and let people decide what they wanted to pay for it. On this, you won't be able to do that with the WoW token. It'll be determined by the servers. But the thing about the Guardian Cub was it, it quickly stopped being something anyone wanted because the only reason people were buying it was to have the Guardian Cub pet. Yeah. And once you had it, you didn't want it anymore. You know Game what I'm going to do? Time, I'm going to go find hand, out. is something that everybody wants. What they're going to do, right. from what I've heard, what they're going to do is when you list the item, it'll tell you how much you can expect to get out of the item. What they're going to do is, like, right off the bat, they'll set some sort of price that has yet to be determined on this token, gold currency-wise, not, like, game time-wise, but gold currency-wise. And then they have some sort of something in place that's just going to keep track of the supply and demand and raise and lower the price accordingly. Like, you don't get to dictate how much you're going to list the item for the server does based on supply and demand which is interesting i think yeah, it's it still going to have the equalization effect it's still going to equalize the economy well the if, thing that's interesting there is that it basically works along the lines of are the only decision you make is are you willing to sell this hmm? or do you want to wait if you don't think that the you're going to get enough gold for it then you you're free to not sell it but that's it well and the other decision that you make is do i want to purchase this or not yeah. <laughs> well, and go look at every other game that does it. No other games' economies have tanked. Period. Well, with the exception of like ridiculously dumb free to play where you can buy to level your characters like Neverwinter and Junk. See, Nothing I'm, else is tanked. I might actually buy one of these tokens to sell. I really might because I'm terrible at making gold. Me too. But I don't I'm also not tremendously flush with actual cash, so <laughs> I might do it just things- to make some extra gold in my alliance all like that's pretty much the only reason i do it i have no time like i if i didn't have to worry about making gold i would go and do more real life work on the sites that's what i would do the other thing that i noted that was kind of interesting there is no listing fee for putting a token on the auction house and that was interesting wasn't the auction house does not take a chunk out of it Mm -hmm. when you sell either it's not involved it's just an exchange process is all that's so. very interesting. I noticed that that they're not taking a part uh, a part of it. No, nope. and I'm I'm really curious. I want to I want to talk to my friend Matt McCurley about that actually at some point because I'm sure he has thoughts on why that is. I have thoughts, but I I don't want to share them yet. I think there's something to do legally there. To be yeah. completely honest, so yeah. Once that- you once you purchase the token, like Rossi was saying, it becomes sold out, so you can't resell it. So there's no playing the token market. No, you, <laughs> you can't do you, that. You buy that um, thing for gold, then you've got it. It's yours. Yeah, and it it can be redeemed for 30 days of game time, and it doesn't have an expiration date on it. So if you don't want to use it on your account immediately, you can use it later. And you also can't accidentally delete it. It can't be deleted. Once you have it, it's yours. Yeah. Not that it really, like, I mean, even if you, 
if you bought, like, say, five of them for some strange reason, you could hold on to all five of them, or you could use all five of them, and it wouldn't matter. It's just going to... just have five months of game time. The only difference, like, waiting to apply it is you could, you know, let your account lapse and then come back when you felt like it and apply them then, or apply them separately as you saw fit. What was... uh, Sorry, one second. What was the the pet again? The winged guardian or the winged cub? Guardian cub. Guardian cub. cub. I just wonder... Really? It's 38,000 gold right now? Not really. No, well, somebody not. in the chat channel, uh, Redhawk64, just said the cut will come out via the difference between the buy and sell price at the time of listing. And no, actually, um, they clarified that whatever price it tells you you're going to get when you list the item That's is what you, what you get. Even if the market goes down in between you listing the item and somebody else purchasing the item. Oh, yeah, no, wait. Okay, that's where the cut would come from. He's right. So if it like say you list it for forty five thousand gold and somebody buys it for thirty, you still get the forty five thousand gold. They pay the thirty. So where does the other math? No, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brain well, already. Blizzard needs to clarify a, a little bit more, and they need to talk a little yeah. bit about the philosophy sure behind will. it. I'm sure they will. You know, as it mm-hmm. as you get closer. Okay, also up is the Void Talon of the Dark Star was introduced with uh, 6.1 to new mount, and people are starting to figure out how to find it, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, have you guys read about this? I have yeah. not. Educate me. Okay, you have to like wander around looking for, like, you, you know the various uh, Pexis daily zones? Yeah. Like where you, go? Mm-hmm. you have to go to one of those places, and then you have to wander around looking for something called an Edge of Reality, which is like a weird purple thing that just floats in the air like a portal yeah kind of it's like it's like a misty portal it's not quite like as bright and distinct as a portal okay but you're gonna find those and they apparently people have found them in very in wherever the one like level 100 apexis daily zones are that's where they found them but there's no like official statement as to like where they're supposed to be so for now that's the only place that's confirmed that they are Mm. uh so the one in North Frostfire Ridge, the couple in the Grand, the couple in Spires of Iraq, and the one in Shadowmoon Valley. Those are the places that have been found so far. You click on it, and it takes you to like a mid, like like a scenario type deal, sort of. It's okay. like a little single scenario. You can't go there if you already have the mount, or if you're in a pre-made group. So if you are doing this, you have to be doing it alone, or you you click on the portal and nothing will happen. Weird. So then you click on the portal, and then you find a dead Void Talon. You don't have to fight it or do anything. You just get there. There's a dead Void Talon there. You loot its body, and you find eggs on it. And that's where the mount comes from. Huh. According to the write-up. I have not in any way, shape, or form done this. And that's the purple... Yeah, it looks kind of like Anzu, but like glowing, spectral purple. Purple and glowy. Okay. Interesting. Neat. So yeah, that's that was you know people have started finding that. So you know, hey, good hunt, happy hunting to you. I saw somebody do this today. Oh really? I saw some. Well, I didn't see them do it. Like I didn't go in the portal with them because I mean, th- I saw them click on the portal. I had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I was doing that the Harrison Jones daily quest. Oh. So I had no idea what was up with that guy, but I figured out ah, whatever. I'm doing my thing. And then I w- went and read this. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I wonder if I could have got in there. Could have got myself a mount that I would never ride. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to have to look into that. Hmm. Yeah, that's so. kind of cool. 
So, okay, I guess we should probably move on to emails at this point. As always, send emails to uh, podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, Am I correct on that? You <laughs> are. Yeah, and see, we, we're still new. I'm still learning. I'm old, and it takes me time to remember things. <laughs> but, you know, we, we like to get emails. We like to answer emails, all that kind of jazz. So if you have a question for us, whatever that question may be, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com, and we'll be more than happy to put it in the email. We've been getting a good amount of emails and some decent ones, and we're really happy about that. So, you know, let's keep it going. Uh, if we don't answer your email, it doesn't mean we don't care. We didn't like it. It just means, you know, we can only answer like four or five in a show. Especially because we talk a lot, so sometimes we don't even answer all the emails we get. But, you know, hey, leaves the breaks. Thanks very much. And let's look at the first one. This one is from Ambulance, I think. I would say that mispronounced Ambulance um, from Hygel. Hello there. I just had a quick question about Kilrog Deadeye. With the entirety of our forces slowly creeping across all parts of Draenor except Tanan, and us having personal encounters with every single warlord except Kilrog, I was wondering if we know what has happened to him at all. He seems like one of them underrated warlords, along with Ner'zhul, and I'm really hoping for a Karazhan-esque raid all about the Bleeding Hollow orcs. Creepy undertones and tri- trippy environments all included. Thanks for your contributions, Ambulance. Honestly, first of all, I don't know if Ner'zhul is underrated so much as he just kind of had the bad fortune of being in the Alliance starting zone. Yeah. So if you're a horde, you don't really get to see him until you suddenly start running that dungeon, and there he is. It's like, hey, it's Ner'zhul. What have you been up to? Oh, apparently evil. He's he kind of has a story. It's it's there. It's just not. Yeah. It's not omnipresent, really. Well, yeah, it's very you know it's, it's very involved. If you're doing if you're running an alliance character, you you get to see a lot of Nerzol up till about oh. level ninety four. That that guy's all over the place. But if you're Horde, yeah, you don't really get to see him as much. And that's you know that's what happens. It's unfortunate. You know, I I I having played Worgen and Cataclysm, I understand how it feels to like have like a big chunk of story be over on the other faction side. And you're like, what, what happened, man? Yeah. But you know, that's mm-hmm. just to be fair. Also, if you're Alliance and you haven't done the horde starting zone, uh, give it a shot. I was very anti frostfire. I hated frostfire. I'm still not a really big fan of frostfire as a zone, not cause it's bad, but cause of something Ann was talking about that. We, we kind of agreed on this just before the show. Cold zones make me feel actually cold. And, and Ann pointed this out and I was like, you're right. Whenever I'm playing in Frostfire, I can't leave the window open or I start just being like, ah, I'm freezing to death. I have to have my my heat jacked up in my room. Northrend must have been terrible for you guys. Northrend is awful. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but Northrend has warm zones, though. Because I spent most of Wrath of the Lich King freezing. <laughs> when you go to the Ice Crown Glacier, it's bad. But, like, for me, Howling Fjord and Grizzly Hills aren't bad because they're not Those cold. Weren't- so bad, but Dragon yeah. Blight and then Storm Peaks yeah, and Dragon then Ice Crown, and like every time we went in to go do Ice Crown Citadel, ugh. Wow. Ice Crown's bad because Ice Crown, even, all the characters' breath is frozen up too. Yeah, like you can see all their breath, so it's like I'm always like, oh god. So yeah, I had my skin. And crawls. I don't know, I don't <laughs> know what it is exactly. It's just it, and maybe it's just because I live in a cold region of the world, as far as that goes. Um, yeah. Rossi gets much much chillier up north. Yeah, I, I live just in, in the know, mountains of Colorado, so, so yeah. it doesn't get too bad here. But when it's you know, if it's snowy and gloomy outside, and I'm playing a game, and the game is also snowy and gloomy, I just I get cold. I feel it, cold. Yeah, I think it actually might be because I know intimately how what cold feels like. Like because I live in a place where someone's like, ah, oh, it's gonna be negative thirty today. Like just they can just say that, 
Yeah. And they don't oh, mean well, that. that's you know, so I I have to like I remember like, today for instance, like I had to go out and take the garbage out in Ugh. like negative twelve and the wind was blowing really intensely, so it feels even worse. And then you come inside and it's like, Yeah, I have no desire to go to frost to frost fire. But that being said, the zone itself has a lot of really good story. And as far as Kilrog goes, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Tanan. I'm pretty sure we're going to get to Tanan. I, I really feel that we will be going to Tanan at some point. We and better be because we sort of we let, were. I mean, we let, we let Gromash just kind of run through the gate and he's all, I mean, when we could have killed him right there, but I guess that would have been kind of anticlimactic. However, yeah. he went running into Tanan, so theoretically, we're going yeah. to follow him at some point in the future. And since you know, since we've lost, we've lost Cadgar, we've lost uh, War, War Lord to be named later because you may not have gotten that far in the Garrison campaign yet. But if you haven't, you know, there's another one that we've lost. Uh, so yeah, it, at some point, we've lost Blackhand too. At this point. Blackhands. So yeah, we're uh, down. We're down a few warlords at this point. It, it's like Kilrog's time to shine, so to speak. Yeah, this is he, Kilrog's he's moment. pretty much the only one left besides Gromash. Oh, and Goldon. Yeah. Well, and Goldon, but Goldon's yeah. kind of occupied or preoccupied with Cadgar. Honestly, I got to tell you, I honestly, first off, I don't think, I don't think he is occupied with Cadgar at all. Um, but really? that's another. St- he yeah. sounds kind of like it, though. I mean. No, I don't think he is. I, I, I think. I, I'll, we'll talk about it later, but I also <laughs> think that I think that you know, with right now, with the way things stand, you've basically got those two guys are starting to look kind of threadbare. You know what I mean? You know, we started this thing off with all these these kick butt warlords, and we're down to two. Think, things didn't go as we might have hoped. So it would be it would be within the realm of possibility for the Iron Horde to go looking for new allies. Let's say to be less. Less inflexible, especially now that, you know, Garrosh is gone. I'm just wondering if, like, Kilrog is looking at this whole situation and going, okay, so we all allied under Gromach, and he's dead, and he's dead, and he's dead, and, (laughs) oh, God, I'm the only one left. (laughs) Oh, God, what do I do? (laughs) Plus, I mean, if you look at it, like, if you look at it, like, realistically, the only thing that kept them from drinking the blood this time around was Garrosh. And Garrosh is pushing up the daisies. You think if you're Grom, you're Grom and you're looking at the situation, you're like thinking, maybe that guy was lying. Or maybe he was just crazy. I mean, you know, we were awful quick to reject. I mean, plus, I mean, we've got, we've got a source of demon blood right here. You know, killed the dude, took his body. So, hey. I'm just saying it's possible. There's lots of stuff that could happen. We don't know. I don't know if you'd do that, though. The, the, it would be the hilarious. that I'm having with Gromash right now, and I mean, we talked about this last week, is just that, you know, every time we've seen him, there's been no acknowledgement of the fact that Garrosh is gone. No. None. None. None whatsoever. Like, he just hasn't even Does he know, anything. though? I mean... I, I, well, he has to know about it. You would think he has to know about it. He just which would be hilarious is if the war song... The Warsong haven't reported it to him yet because they're afraid that he'll find out. Oh, man. How are we going to tell Gromash that we lost oh, pretty no. much the entirety of the Grand? Oh, no. What we do lost we do? our big fortress in the Grand. Now we, all we have now is that spot that people keep raiding for Apexis crystals. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we also have like a, a dock. We've got a dock, too. You've got that, yeah, you've got that dock with the dungeon in it and the, the dock treasure is chest. Cool. You know. So, yeah. 
but yeah, we, we, we will probably see Kilrog, although Kilrog might prefer that he not be seen at this point. Uh, you know, he's, <sighs> he's just, he's like, so yeah, this, this was the greatest idea ever, man. This, this will, we'll come together and we'll pull, you know, honestly, doesn't it feel weird pacing wise? What? Like, like, like how fast we've gone through warlords. Yes. We have gone through a lot of warlords really quickly. I gotta, I kind of wish they hadn't put Cargath in, in Highwall. I wish, yeah, he's the one that I'm really kind of annoyed about. Cause I really, actually, no, I can't say that. I'm really kind of annoyed about all of them. Cause <laughs> no, <laughs> we spent all this like- time building them all up to be really, really cool in Lords of War. And then we just went through with like a BB gun and, Boink, 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 and they're just gone. See, I, here's the ones I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'll be willing to say I regret Nurzul, and I regret Cadgar. I mean, not Cadgar, Cargath, but I don't regret Blackhand. Blackhand yeah, has never been of, an interesting uh, character. Yeah, he's kind of. I I wish that they had done a Lords of War for Blackhand. I, mm. I really wish that they had, because um, the comic is interesting and everything. But I would have liked to have seen it get the Lords of War treatment, and it didn't. Oh, honestly, I think it's just fine to have one of them go down. But having so many, like having Nurzul go down in Shadowmoon. If Nurzul had lived at the end of Shadowmoon, I would have been fine. Like had him, he retreats, he takes his people and goes. But killing him, and I mean, granted, he could come back as the undead because they did kill him in the middle of a horrible void place. So who knows? That might have been the mistake of our lives, right there. <laughs> he might come back as some kind of strange monarch with power. They over all the come back because Nerzul has like raised. <laughs> that was merely a setback. <laughs> well, no, of course, is, that's what will happen. It's Nerzul anyway. Yeah, so he might come back as some <laughs> kind of horrible figure who like power over the undead. You it's never the know. Lich King like, Part Two. The electric <laughs> boogaloo all over. Awesome warlords of Draenor is going to be zombie Garrosh Hellscream. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Lich King Garrosh. Actually, the best part oh, will be Lord. like it'll be Garrosh Hellscream, but it'll come running out a door and go for every soldier that you killed, and then Gromash <laughs> will show up and go. We named him Garrosh. It means giant son. <laughs> my only son is behind you. Wait, 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 are you the end boss of this? No, I'm just here to get my son. I'm just here all right. Up and carry him off. All right, that's enough of that. My God, my son. <laughs> uh, next email is from. Akasaurus, I think. I'm going to go with Akasaurus, Night Elf Arms Warrior. And Akasaurus is saying, Greetings, Watchers on the Wall. I mean, Blizzard Watch. I wanted to say first how very, very happy I am about the success of the new site. Long may you watch, as it were. I had two questions, and it's groovy ghoulies with yous. One, orcs. Yes, a question about orcs. I just watched the disc in the CE edition of Warlords, and Messon states that demon blood made the orcs physically stronger and tougher, along with red eyes and green skin. One of the things that still excites me about Warlords is how it's essentially about steampunk orcs using steel and goblin tech and the elements. So I was wondering, if the two hordes, the demon won against the iron horde, which do you think would win? They'd be stronger with fell magic, but they don't have the you know rather potent siege tech that killed Manoroth without too much difficulty. Two, Moonkin update. Will it happen to six back or never? Hopefully this is not too long. I uh, love hearing you guys for over five years. Um, Akasaurus. First off, on the Mooncat update, I don't think they're ever going to do it just because they keep talking about doing it and talking about doing it. So I'm not like, you know. It's on the list, but it's fairly, it wasn't very high priority on the list because they wanted to get the new character models done. It'll it'll be an expansion thing. It won't be a a patch thing. Yeah. look Look at it this way. Whenever it happens, let it be a surprise to you. Right. And it'll be awesome, I'm sure. 
Remember when they they redid the you know cat forms? They, well, that no was awesome. That no one, nobody did. Know they were going to do that. So yeah, just you know, you'll get Moon King when you get it. Who knows? But for your first question, ah, it's a toughie. I honestly really couldn't tell you. Um, but we they kind of have the siege tech, don't they? I mean, I don't I, I don't see any unique siege tech. See and siege weaponry that's incredibly different than what you don't see or, anything different. The, the Iron Horde has like. The weapons platforms on Gronback? No, no, no. I mean, they they definitely do have some different stuff, but I don't see anything dramatically different. Um, Iron stars that they shoot everywhere. Dude, no. seriously, like I, I don't Trains. know. What have you been like in any of these dungeons? Can no, I have? But oh, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't see it as a dramatic tanks. offshot from what from what from the what horde. The, had? Yeah, yeah, it from really what is, were, man. It ever, first off, keep in mind that the fell horde got a lot of the stuff from Warcraft 1 and especially Warcraft 2 from the goblins. Yeah. You know? So the, that, those guys, that's the hordes, that's the horde after they went to Azeroth. The original Fell Horde didn't have any of that. They, did, they just they only had seized... spears and and teeth Bodies. and stuff that they stuck, you know, they put bones on. And when they spikes. took Shatter, they took Shattereth out with with fell monster magic type stuff. Wait, was he was he? I thought he was asking about the Iron Horde versus the Horde on Azeroth. No, no. he was talking about the Iron Horde versus the original Fell Horde. Oh, the original Fell. Okay, that makes more sense. Never mind. Yeah, no, they're not more advanced than the actual Horde that we currently have on Azeroth right now, which is why someday we need to get one of these groups to not name themselves Horde. <laughs> like guys. <laughs> If you have an evil organization of orcs, could you please call yourself something else? Please. We already have the True Horde, the Fell Horde, the, the Dark Horde, the, the Horde. We have enough hordes. We have four hordes that I just came with. I think there's probably a fifth and a sixth horde that I'm not thinking of. Seriously, got plenty of hordes. Please there's name your flower picker horde somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Orkamar's official basket weaver has started his own horde, but that's not important right now. <laughs> I think the uh I think the important thing about uh Well, I know you mentioned the whole the potent siege check that killed Manoroth without too much difficulty. The whole reason that that killed Manoroth without too much difficulty is because Manoroth was totally not expecting that. And had yeah. he known that was coming, he probably would have had something in place to counter that. He just he didn't expect that in a million years also, that the works would dare. That siege tech actually didn't kill him. No, it, it was just kind of knocked him over. Yeah. It was the giant orc who buried an axe in his forehead that killed him. Yeah, that and kind he's, did the trick. And we've established already that he has a vulnerability to orcs with axes. Like that is Manoroth's kryptonite, orcs with axes. <laughs> Which really, it's it's a it's a problem it's just for him. One but, orc with a particular yeah. axe. <laughs> he should probably not keep exposing himself to orcs on the off chance they'll have axes. No more axes and orcs. Yeah, yeah. He just keeps putting himself in that situation. Really. But yeah, I, honestly, I think that the the Iron Horde has the problem is, is it's hard for me to say the Iron Horde has advantages over the old Horde because. The old horde didn't get its butt handed to it like in like you know one patch of an expansion, and we've really kicked the iron horde's butt up to now. Yeah, we have just we have just shellacked these guys. Granted, it's both the horde and the alliance, but once again, it's kind of like honestly, I feel a little bit like the iron horde had no idea what they were sticking their hands into. Well, they didn't really. Yeah, you know, it's like the Gamjabar just chewed their hands right up. Well, I mean that's Grashadam too, right? Uh. 
No, seriously, that was a little reference for you, man. Doing reference. Feel good about yourself. I feel good about myself. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you were saying? Uh, no, isn't that just Garage's fault that the Iron Horde didn't know what it was getting itself into? I, I well, obviously he's the one that pointed them in that direction. But I, I'm, I'd like to think Garage knew that he, at least thought he could win. Like I'm hoping Garage didn't do this, you know, because he had daddy issues he wanted to work out. Well, I don't know, Dad. That's what it feels like, Dad. <laughs> How you like it, Dad? Like, did you did you want us to kick his butt? Like, is that what this is all about? I could see him kind of going on a fool's errand, though. That's kind of his motive, right? Is that he just does things without necessarily thinking him through? Eh. Or you know, he thinks that he he comes to the conclusion he likes, and then he just stops. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have an answer I like. It may not be the correct answer, but I've already decided it's the one I'm going with. It's the George Bush way. <laughs> well, thank you, man. <laughs> People can hear you. You know that, right? <laughs> no, that was not, not an inside thought. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of orcs and siege weapons, I mean, it, I'd like to say the Iron Horde would win, but again, the, the Fell Horde beat as beat like Azeroth in its first encounter with them. They, you know, when I say Azeroth, I literally mean the Kingdom of Azeroth, the kingdom that became Stormwind. Uh, they they won the first time they fought us. Whereas the Iron Horde hasn't beaten us yet. I think the closest we got was in the Garrison campaign, I think. The Iron Horde uh, kills, like, one person. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, I like that guy, so that's kind of uncool, but I feel like I'm worrying, like, I'm spoiling people. At this point, it's like, you know, it's been months. You guys probably have seen it by now. Eh, it's been, yeah, it's been long enough. It's been a while, yeah. but still. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to really say the Iron Horde feels like much of a threat at this point, I, I gotta say. No. But we'll see. I mean, who knows? Sound might, you know, shake out. They've got, like, you know, something really awesome planned. I, I, I don't know what, but we'll find out. Either of you guys have anything else to do? No. Okay, we're going to move on to Lutharia's email. Lutharia. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Lutharia. My apologies. Oh, you, you gave us a pronunciation thing there. So I think I'm going to go with what I said. Yeah, okay, cool. Good morning, Watchers. Uh, Lutharia of the Fallen Legacy, Blackwater Raiders here, with a question for you all. More so, Anne, I suppose. Excellent. I can just go away. Uh, <laughs> on last week's podcast, you were talking about baddie deaths, uh, Teron and Ner'zhul, as well as gated lore with mythic Highmall and the death of Cho'Gal. My question is, do we think the baddies who died in these five mans are actually dead? Having a hard time believing Blizzard would be the boldest to just off such major characters in such a simple way. Not to be sensitive, but hurts the feelings it had. And on the hurt feelings note, what gives with the gated death of Cho'Gal and Haimal? I feel like the allowance of better gear and perhaps extra bosses, more so flavor bosses in the vein of Raden, is more than enough for those hardcore raiders. Any thoughts? I appreciate your time and great show. May the light be with you, Lutharia. And they asked for you. Well, you can pipe in on this too, though, Rossi, because I'm sure you have stuff to say about it. But as far as... I I think... um, When you say such major characters, you're thinking of the major characters that featured in Warcraft and Warcraft 2, War, you know, in, in the older Warcraft games. Because as far as Warlords of Draenor goes, they aren't really that major as far as characters go. I mean, Ner'zhul shows up in the Draenei starting zone. He plays a pivotal part in that. And, and we definitely have more than enough reason to take care of him. And then Teron Gore is—he shows up in Talador. He's a, he, you know, he's a zone threat. 
He's not really a dungeon threat. He's not really a raid threat. He's kind of doing his own thing. Um, as far as Nirzul goes, he's working with the Iron Horde, yeah. But Terran Gore, he's not working with the Iron Horde. He's not with that main group of people. He's kind of off doing his own thing for Gul'dan. And I don't think... I mean, the way I always put it with, with characters when characters die, and I'm air-quoting here, is that they aren't dead until you see the body and loot the corpse. Chogal's dead, no question. You loot Chogal. Chogal. Like, his corpse is laying there <laughs> after the end of that fight. Um, I don't think I was paying enough attention, and I only did those dungeons a couple of times. Do you remember, Rossi? Did you loot bodies? I know Terangor. Terangor turns into a pool of goo. Yeah, he's just a pool I loot his goo. blood. I yeah. don't know if that means he I don't know if that means he he turned into a puddle of goop or if he like at the Led last a little second, and ran away. <laughs> yeah, at the last second he could have portaled out, I suppose. Like he turned into a giant demon thing, like like yeah. Illidan did. So it's theoretically possible that he just, you know, fell apart into demony goodness. Or it's possible that he was like, Ah, I'm bleeding all over the place, I'm out of here and you know, ported out, who knows? And just left a puddle yeah. for you to loot from which is Nurzul, kind of gross I mean, when you think about it Nerzul I'm pretty sure that he's dead but yeah. like I've said before dying where he did feels like the worst idea imaginable yeah it's, he's it's, in a place he's in the void he's not just he's not just drawing on void power he's in the void when he dies you just get the feeling that it's not closed yeah well, that's why I was saying the last boss of the expansion is going to be Zombie Garrosh Hellscream because Nerzul died in the void. The Lich King is going to find him. <laughs> He's going to be Lich King 2.0. Because well, I, I mean, in all seriousness, as funny as I think, I think that Garrosh is dead. He is not coming back. I think Nerzul's coming back. But I don't, I just, I don't think they killed him. I don't think there's evidence that he's dead. So that Let makes sense. This way. When you do the Nerzul fight, uh, one of the possible quests you can get if you have the inn is, of all people, Darian Mograine shows up. Mm, really? And he's like, he's like, we don't really know enough about the Lich King. We we know stuff about Arthas, but we don't know enough about the guy who was the Lich King before Arthas. We don't know enough about Ner'zhul. And Ner'zhul's magic, you know, his researches into death and immortality are part of, you know, how the, the Lich King exists. We'd like to know more, so go to Shadowmoon Burial Grounds and get his magical secrets. That seems to me like a big reminder. Boy. This guy turned into the Lich King. Now, does that mean he's going to turn to Lich King this time? No. But it does mean that he's clever and ruthless enough that when in a position where he basically gets, you know, he's in a bad situation in the void, he's not going to go further. The guy's already sold his people, like, to the void for power. Yeah. Well, and you know. He's not going to sell himself to the void to keep going. And Blizzard has never, they, they've never said where there's not going to be another Lich King. No, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that because I just don't think they, they would want to repeat that note. It's too, it's too easy when you can do something else and it'd be just as creepy and just as weird. Did you and, ever, um, you know, you were talking about Mograine's quest in the inn. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go do the repeat version? 
No, no. What's the repeat? Well, how is that different? The repeat version, the text that he gives you changes. And he says, we need more pages if we're to see the whole picture. I don't want to experiment with partial information and create an abomination. There are enough of those in Northern as is. Oh, Which makes that, me that's think, interesting. Okay, Mograine, what are you doing exactly? Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? that you're worried about creating an abomination. I thought you were just looking for information, not, you know, using it to build things, questionable things. What is incomplete information going to do to you other than be incomplete? Right. Right. And it's kind of like, well, what are you trying to build exactly? (laughs) Nothing. Don't mind us. (laughs) Ignore the man behind the man. Guys, 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 hide that throne we were making. What? What, you know, the frozen one. Just, can Did you just see what Alex just looted in game? No. Oh, he got oh my god. Grants. Nice. Wow. One. Very cool. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to a podcast and wondering what we're talking about, Alex is currently providing the stream for us, and he just looted the riding turtle, I believe. Am I correct? Sea that turtle. is correct, yes. yeah. So, yay. Uh, okay, next email. Uh, not about... Well, no, actually, let's keep talking about this for a bit, because one of the things I wanted to point out, too, is that, you know... We've we talked about this in terms of the warlords, um, and Ian talked about. Um, I'm just going to say a name, uh, Zuka Blade Fury, last week. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, this has always been the problem of any MMO is that you kind of run through the bosses. Yeah. Like in in Wrath, it felt really weird to kill. Uh, oh, Kelthuzad at the end of Nax, and then you had like the whole expansion to go before you got to the, like you know the Lich King. And that got weird, that got compounded by the fact that you know that's one of the reasons that you end up with places like Ulduar in in in, in expansions where that you're not dealing with the main threat because Ulduar that way was you don't. Cool, though. No, no, I'm not saying it's bad. My point isn't that Ulduar was bad. My point is just that Ulduar gave you a chance to fight things that weren't related to the main threat. Thus, when you it killed them, us, yeah. it was a branch. When you killed them, it didn't feel like you know, man, we've gone through all these guys already. I honestly feel like it would have been better if. Like either Heimal didn't come out right away, or we just started with Heimal and you know Kargath wasn't in it. Because I mean it, that fight is weird because you end up fighting that gladiator from you know the middle and the grand, and it feels like a boss fight, but he isn't, and he goes down easy, and then Kargath shows up and you fight him. Well, and I, you know, it's, I see what you guys are saying on the speed at which we're killing. The, the primary baddies of the expansion, right? But I think what we all need to keep in mind is that there's only going to be two tiers of rating. Well, maybe. Well, that's what they... I, I mean, we like to say maybe, but Blizzard isn't really deviating from that. Well, we don't know what they're doing, to be fair. I mean, you know... Well, they not- could change your mind, right? But they've said... They, they've said they're kind of they're playing s- it by ear for a lot of stuff. One of the things, I mean, one of the points that they made, and I think it's a good point, was that what they're really focused on doing more so than having, like, a set amount of tiers is to reduce the time between the last tier and the next expansion. They said that they said that a couple of times recently, even, that they don't want to have that year lull. Yeah. And I think that's that's fair. If they, you know, if they can get us, you know, in and out of Tanan and we deal with, like, whatever the, the, the raids are there, 
and move on and then don't spend a year in Tanan. Because, I mean, you know, for all that we complain yeah. about not getting to Tanan yet, I don't. I think we'll be complaining more if we end up with a year in Tanan. Right, right. We would. We absolutely would be armchair quarterbacking a year yeah. and a half from now. Um, and I just need to say, too, hey, really happy those raids in Tanan are not going to be troll-based whatsoever. Oh, no, they're both not trolls. They, they would, no, but... It's I mean, all troll raids. <sighs> you know... The Zandalar have invaded Dranor. We must protect it. I would uninstall the game at that point. <laughs> Why I do people truly just, like, uninstall? Honestly, it. the trolls in Throne of Thunder that that Throne of Thunder was one of the best raids they've ever it was done. Cool. And the trolls were great, and they weren't like they didn't dominate the zone, and they didn't dominate the raid. I thought, you know, honestly, Thro- Throne of Thunder, thumbs up. I thought that was a great raid. That that was not. Uh, uh, can't I, argue it wasn't a troll raid, man. There were trolls I can't argue that it was a troll raid, but I can argue that it was kind of felt like it for me. And I don't, I don't dig the troll feeling. Okay, so you have no reason other than the word troll. Like you don't have any. Like I just don't like no, it because no. trolls are in it. I no, I don't like. Trolls. I don't like the 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 gaudy naturism of it all. What gaudy naturism? They were using paladin spells. Well, the spell type, whatever. But the look and the feel of it was very was very natural, and it, it felt like an overgrown nature preserve. Okay, yeah, That's really. Fine. I'm not buying your argument in the slightest. You don't need to buy it. It's how I feel. I got you, but you're you're basing it on statements that if we go actually go back to Throne of Thunder and look at it, aren't accurate. There's nothing I've, gaudy naturalist about it. it There's not even that stone. much stone. It's a lot of like you know dinosaurs. There's stone in everything, dude. <gasps> but like, it's not. Yeah, but there's a very. I'm not, oh. Dinosaurs. You know, dinosaurs. You know you're not going to win arguing just, against dinosaurs with I said me, the, man. I said the D word around you, and I'm just like, oh, I regret that now. I was not going to go there. There's dinosaurs, and I hate it. Well, man, just just. Just, just, just hang up on the podcast call at this <laughs> point. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, I really feel like uh, in, in terms of that notion, if we can, you know, if we can get it so that we don't have the, the, the SOO length weight, you know, and we, we, we get the, uh, the new raid and then we're like, you know, into the new expansion, like within, say, eight months or something, that would be perfect. And I would take, you know. I would be fine that we ran through these guys. Part of the problem is is that it feels fast because I am stuck on the old way of looking at things, you know? Because I've been playing for 10 years. Yeah. I've been programmed to think this is how many raids the expansion has. You know, I, part of me still expects a Sunwell every expansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're not going to get another surprise raid out of nowhere with 12, you know? Let's get the Ruby Sanctum in here because that went over well. Sunwell <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 they have gone through guys pretty fast. As far as I'm putting Shogal and Highmall, I mean, it it's funny because it's, in a way, it's very similar to the heroic Ragnaros fight versus the normal Ragnaros fight in, in Firelands. How so? Where, well, if you did heroic, if you did heroic Firelands, you remember the heroic Ragnaros, suddenly Malfurion shows up and, yeah. uh, oh God, I can't remember the Tauren guy. Rune Totem. Rune Totem, yeah, Rune show up, and they they it, the fight gets more complicated, and there's more characters in it. If you did it on normal, you didn't get to see those guys. They just you know he jumps back in his pool and he's done. With but if if you do it on heroic, those guys showed up and are like, nope, yeah, you're not but back in no pool. major lore characters died. Well, Ragnaros <laughs> did. Uh, well, yeah, he did, and he got legs, but that was like the extent of what happened. See, what I'm objecting problem, to here yeah. is that you have a guy who was featured, heavily featured, in leveling zones as a bad guy, and I mean, like, 
there's this whole sequence in the grand where he says, I'll see you later, essentially, and goes off to go take care of Highmall. And then if you do Highmall on LFR, um, you see him, you do yeah, see him and, and he comes in up. and he shows up and everything. Um, he's actually in a cell when you begin the raid. It's behind that, so that first, up, isn't it? Yeah, behind that first elevator. He's he's there in a, in a cell, and if you watch him as the elevator starts going up, he laughs at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty neat, but I mean, you don't see what happens at the end of LFR. You don't see Chogal come in. You don't see any of that happen. It's just left completely unresolved. And for a character that featured that heavily in leveling content, I think that everybody that participated in that leveling content deserves to know, oh, yeah, that guy's dead. You know, not everybody that levels raids. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't feel strongly about it, but I get your point. Raden, I didn't really care about either way. I mean, I wanted to see Raden just because it was a cool idea, but it wasn't like he was overtly referenced or you ran into him or heard tales of him while you were leveling through Bandaria. We've, you know we've, I mean? we've talked about this before, and I've already been on the opposite side of you on this one, and I don't want to get into it again. Okay. So I'm just going to say I politely and respectfully disagree. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, Ian's got one point. Uh, Adam feels the other way, and I don't feel strongly enough to really commit one with the other. That's how well, we anyway, we should move on to another email. No, I was just about to. This time. One's from, this one's did, you see, did you see what was happening with the... Hang on a sec. Sorry. Do you see what's happening with this uh, like speed fishing thing going on here? No, because I'm not watching it. I'm doing well, a podcast. I, I know, but if you were in the game with us... I'm doing a podcast. I have to read emails to you. <laughs> and I'm reading along Nobody with Nobody listening to this later can see it. Yes. <laughs> In other words, Adam, you're slowing the show down for nothing. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so email. Malagard, Worgen Fury Warrior, you know, Gladiator Warrior, also uh, from Tychondrius. I want to ask you guys, with how the MOP expansion transformed its landscape, specifically the Vale of Eternal Blossoms and Crassering Wilds, over the course of the expansion, what zone changes do you anticipate with Warlords? Specifically, please put on your tinfoil hats and have fun here. What story elements do you see having a change on the Warlords map for future patches? Love to see you guys have created a new home, and I'm so happy to be able to continue to listen to you in the new, now newly formed Blizzard Watch crew. All the best, Malagard Tychondrius. Thank you, Malagard. Um, I'm going to say I don't think we're going to get zone changes of that scale because I don't think we're going to be around as long. But um, we haven't seen Tanan in the first place. So whatever we get, I mean, I think that Tanan will be different from when we ran through it at high speed trying to get out. Because... That's my only exposure to Tanan was me trying my level best to get my giant, you know, blue butt the heck out of there. Like I got there, I blew up the dark portal, and then I exited stage right as fast as I could. Um, I had snaggle push sounds and everything. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Kagar's like, now we will. No, no. Hurry it up. No, we're leaving. You know, no, I, no stand there and do your ice fingers. Just blow up the door. Let's go. Let's go. So Tanan will probably see some de- definitely some big changes. I don't I don't think we're gonna get like I don't think we're gonna see like for instance I don't think we're gonna have a Shatrath raid. So I don't think we're gonna see you know Tal- Talador changed all that much. No, I don't think we're gonna see Nagrand. We've we've had a raid in Nagrand and it hasn't changed Nagrand all that much. So I don't think we're gonna see that. I'm gonna let you talk now, Adam. I'm sorry, uh, Gorgrand. I think there's enough unused space. 
out there that I think we might see something, but that's my only feeling. The thing is, is not, that space isn't all that unused. It it really depends on like. Have you played through it more than once? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I I haven't played on the, the different. Yeah, did no. you pick the? Uh, well, no. The point is, they have uh, the two things you can pick. The two different outposts. One's the logging thing, and one's the gladiator thing. Uh, yeah. I've always done the logging thing. Do I yeah, need to do so, the gladiator? Well, if you did, did you do you then go do all the like the the, the events for the extra experience and gold? Huh? Well, if you do, no, the yeah, event, that's right. One of yeah, okay, sure. Sorry, I'm just I'm literally you're, if you do if you me. go ahead yeah if you if you do the uh, if you do Gorgrond and you do say the the the, the lumber mill, then all the stuff to the north in the in the kind of like rocky desolate stuff becomes those events, and you can you know get you know if you don't do that if you do the gladiators thing those are quests. Oh, and the cool. south is all events, and so the whole zone is actually used. At least a lot of it is, and and so of course Everbloom is like a, a level one hundred zone, and the and a raid. I mean, not a raid, a dungeon. Mm-hmm. That's a I don't like that dungeon. Everbloom? Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's very, pretty. It's, it's very, very trollish. <laughs> it's not very trollish. There's no trolls very, anywhere to be found. It's very naturey. I love that you're basically setting yourself up to hate nature. <laughs> I hate nature. <laughs> I hate it when things look natural. It has grass in it. I don't like grass. it. And there's yeah. stone and ivy yeah. on the walls. It's like awful. Stone. Where are you going, wow, where there's no stone? <laughs> it's just the type of stone. I don't know. Stone it's the really dark stone. Ah, I don't so like dark stone. stone. <laughs> You're, you, the only raid you've ever liked was Firelands because it was all on fire. No, he probably liked, he liked the uh, Throne of the Four Winds because it was all light. Oh, yeah. and- no, air. I hated that. I love Firelands. I loved uh, the, the the Kalthas one. I ah. stop talking. I'm Tempest just going to get myself angry emails this week. We should continue. Did you like Tempest <laughs> Keep? For God's sake! I love Tempest Keep. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Anne, what do you think? I I would really like to see the opposite effect of what happened with Valley of or Vale of Eternal Blossoms in. Um, Miss Pandaria, because that one, we wrecked it. We just completely wrecked it. Garage came in and wrecked it and blew the whole thing up. And what was really pretty and beautiful turned into this disaster. And even now that the expansion is over, it's still a disaster. There's one nice tree in the middle of the disaster, but it's still a disaster. And I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling that it left me with. And what I'd really like to see is... Somewhere near the end of exp- of the expansion, we get Shatrath back for the Draenei. And it turns into this neutral hub for both Horde and Alliance. <laughs> right? <laughs> turns Just into give Shatrath. Us another, give us another Burning Crusade throwback here and give us one neutral city where we could both hang out and, and do stuff. And it's, and it's Shatrath like, back to its former glory. I, I really want to see that. Do I think you know, it's going to happen? No. But I for really six months see before the new expansion. You know, if, we're, if we're speculating, though, honestly, I'd like to see them, like, I'd like to see Garadar get made. Oh. Garadar would be cool if Garadar got they founded. Have, they've got nothing there right now, just the Stones of Prophecy and nothing. Yeah. And it's not like they can settle where the Warsong used to settle because that's all destroyed, you know, from when Garrosh, you know, had that little huge fight there. So what are we going to do? Like, after we beat the Iron Horde, what are we going to do with all these orcs? Let's just leave Thrall there. We'll leave him there with Agra. <laughs> that could be their thing. Down. See, when you say that, I immediately imagine the two of them, like, just waving. 
<laughs> Bye, kids. Bye, guys. <laughs> this has been Warlords of Draenor. And, like, <laughs> Dex Crawl comes up and, Go ahead. Finally, we have established a homestead. Until, what about our kids, Agra? Our kids. And, then, like, suddenly, you know, a train shows up. Uh, the other the place that I'd like to see, I'd like to see Farallon, but I don't know if we're actually going to see it or not. Yeah, that would um, be nice. Love to see because we've we've heard that we aren't, but then we've heard that we would, and I don't think it's been confirmed one hundred percent either way. I think they said no. I, I'm ninety yeah, percent sure. But I don't no. think that that was a hundred percent no. I think that was a well, maybe we don't need it. That was a blizzard no. Yeah. No, I I, I think you need it, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, if they, again, if they can, you know, put out the last tier of rating, and then they can get us into the next expansion fast, then great. I mostly want to see Shatrath back, like, back to its original At least not crawling in demons, man. Yeah, not crawling in demons. Have them, have them get something, man, because Karabor, you go to Karabor right now, and half of it's still on fire, and it's kind of depressing, and Shatrath is taken over by, first it's the Iron Horde, and then it's demons, and it's like, don't the Draenei get a break, at least one break in this timeline? Can't well, they, they, they got to not get wiped out. You got to admit that's a pretty big break. They they got <laughs> not wiped out, but it's like all of their major big cities and temples and everything have been overrun, and it's not. I'd like hey, to see hey, them I get something. I personally saved Auchindoon. I okay. personally saved it. I mean, granted, yeah, the, the Burning Legion. But it's a mausoleum. <laughs> well, hey, it's a really it's big important mausoleum. though. It's an important mausoleum, but it's like they, you you can't live in a mausoleum. I just I, I get kind of irritated because it's like you go through you go through the horde starting zone and you spend all this time helping the frost wolves reclaim this giant mountain citadel from the ogres and it's really cool and everything and then the Draenei you you mostly save Karabor but half of it is on fire and stays on fire eternally I will say this though. One of the things I really liked about the the you know Auchindoon and the Draenei in general in this expansion is the the real emphasis on the Speaker of the Dead role and the fact that yeah. you know because they had that in the previous they had that in BC with like the you know even when Akama got to the roof and he was like I got I can't open this by myself the spirits of the other you know Auchindoon Death Speakers the, the Ash Tongue Death Sworn showed up and like no we're always with you. I like the idea that their dead don't stay dead. Like, you know, a dead Draenei will show up at any moment to help you. It seems to kind of be a common Draenor thing. Like, ghosts yeah. don't go away. Spirits are always there. But, okay, it's getting to be that time when we need to end the show, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so, one thing. <sighs> Didn't really get to this email, and it's a shame. I wanted to answer. I'm going to just say, Braylon, I wanted to answer your email about the Titans, and maybe we'll Let's get to that. Let's go ahead and just forward it to next week. And next we'll week's address email. it first. Next yes. okay. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, if you're not, you know, watching the stream, you missed, you know, all the exciting adventures that Adam wanted you to see. Unfortunately, so you got to amazing. Try to watch. You got to try to watch that stream. So you get to watch, you know, thrills. Alex fishes. <laughs> Alex caught a sea turtle mount. Tell me that's not thrilling. That there was will thrilling. be an archive. So if you want to watch me fishing for the last hour while I was dead silent, you can do that later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's the that's the Blizzard Watch podcast, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, we all appreciate it. You guys have final words before we go? Have a good night, all. Goodbye, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.